It's news to us live on Adobe Radio. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It is October 12th, the week of October 12th, 2020. I'm Eddie. Jason and Katie are here. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. How are you guys? Good. We all good. We're all good. Everybody's alive good. still. Um, what are we talking about this week? We have a lot. We have a guest. We have uh, some topics. A guest and topics. And what are we talking about, Jason? Uh, we're going to uh, go into detail about the plot to kidnap and possibly execute the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. What a weird story that is. Also, um, DJT continues to uh, spread misinformation about COVID-19. And we'll touch on that a little bit. And very excited to talk to our guest this week, Scott Huffman. He's running to represent North Carolina's 13th district. And he's going to be uh, on the phone. He seems just like just a cool, um, down-to-earth, even somewhat funny guy. In fact, uh, he might be reading some of his hate mail live on the air with us. Ooh, Sounds like fun. Yeah. It's not just a... This is him talking about, by the way, why he decided to run. It's not just the sacrifices my single mom made for her children or the fear my daughter expressed after the 2016 election. It's the voices asking for help during this pandemic who are ignored by my opponent. It's news to us with Eddie, Jason, and Katie. Why are you ignoring those people, Jason? <sighs> What's that now? It's an asshole thing to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do it? Come you on, dick! Stop ignoring those people. Why don't you explain why we're a little late this evening? I'd rather not. This is a classy <laughs> show. Fair enough. Don't try to don't try don't don't throw my name uh, through the mud. <laughs> now, now, boys, you've been smeared. Your reputation oh. is uh, in shambles. I, I, I don't appreciate it. I can do that on my own. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get to all that, uh, social media, always a lot happening. It's news to us on Twitter. That's where we're most active on Twitter. It seems to be where there's the uh, largest concentration of angry people uh, discussing politics. So it kind of works for us. No, it's where the cool kids hang out. The angry kids are on Facebook. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, um, we tweeted out a few things after the debate. We haven't uh, talked to you since the vice presidential debate. Katie tweeted, who do you think won the debate? I was surprised uh, that our followers said 30% Mike Pence, 55% Kamala Harris, and the fly that landed on Mike Pence's head got 14%. Almost and as much as Mike Pence. that fly became famous, didn't it? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. the, the fly was the winner. The fly was awesome. We even went viral during the debate because the a picture of the, the fly was tweeted and it caught on and... Uh, it was something about how flies are attracted to piles of shit, and that's why I landed on Mike Pence's head. And everybody's like, "Yes, retweet." I think I like two hundred and something likes, which is pretty good. You know, us. one thing I thought about uh, seeing this was, why didn't he shoo the fly away? Like, why didn't he like move at it? I don't think he knew it was there because it was like in his hair. How could you not know a fly being <laughs> in your hair? Like, you, everyone does. Do you remember a fly landed on Hillary Clinton as well during the de- debates in 2016? I don't, but that's maybe a good sign. Maybe it's yeah. like the fly of loss. Exactly. That, that's what somebody posted on Twitter is the fly picks the loser. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll see. 
The Didn't a spider yeah. like crawl into uh, Ted Cruz's mouth? During an <laughs> oh, interview? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Serious? Oh, yeah. I don't remember yes. that. That's gross. Oh, like like when? Oh, uh, like, I'm gonna have to find this. It would because he, he's disgusting. It's crazy that all these politicians, like all these insects, are just attracted to him. Yeah. Uh, we also tweeted, "What should GOP stand for?" Um, good old party is what it stands for. It's the nickname for the Republicans, the GOP. But should it be gaslight, obstruct, project? Maybe greedy old pussy grabbers? Um, Jeffrey on Twitter says greed over people, and then Holly said gross old prostates. So there's that. <laughs> um, and finally on social media, before we get to our topics here. This is a, a tweet from uh, the president, uh, Donald J. Did we lose you, Eddie? I'm here. Can you hear yeah. me? I'm talking. Apparently, they can't hear me. It's a live show. We are remote, so re- refresh. They're refreshing the window, so maybe this will come back here in a second. Are you guys there? Hmm. Yeah. Well, th- this happens. I I I, hate, I mean I could keep going here, but I hate to do the show without these guys. This is uh, the beauty of live radio. You know? Oh, oh, oh okay. There, you go. there we go. That was weird. So we cut out for a second. So, anyways, I was just gonna say um, this next uh, the, before we get to our topics on social media, something that the president tweeted out on February twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. You remember he was talking a lot about the border wall. Is right after the election. Uh, and uh, Vin, uh, Vincent Fox, is it Vincente? Vin, Vincent Fox, yeah. Uh, he was he was um, uh, very angry that Trump kept saying that Mexico is going to have to build the wall. So I think uh, President Fox actually he went on an interview and said, "We're not paying for that fucking wall." <laughs> is what he said. Then Trump tweeted out, "Oh, as a former president of Mexico, yeah, former." Here's what yeah. Trump tweeted: "Former president of Mexico, Fox, horribly used the f word when discussing the wall. He must apologize. If I did that, there would be an uproar." And guess what? <laughs> Trump went on Rush Limbaugh and used the f word. He dropped the f bomb on Rush Limbaugh on live radio. You guys hear this? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Okay, here here is uh, DJT dropping the f bomb uh, after he criticized President Fox for doing it. Right, and Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. Things to you that have never been done before. Like, uh, uh, I like, mean, not only did he drop the f bomb, he's like threatening other countries. More like, importantly. He is- off his freaking rocker. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, there, so there's what's happening on that's what's happening on social media. Let's get on with the dirty deets. The dirty deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. A right-wing domestic terrorism plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. But first, we have to say hello to our sponsor, uh, Hims. You guys have to try hymns. These guys, they're they're all about um, wellness for men, sexual wellness, hair loss, skin care, things that we all need to start thinking about when we get a little bit older. Right, Jason? That's right. And Helms, hymns helps guys be the best version of, of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. 
Warhims.com. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. But you can prevent this hair loss. It's easier to prevent it than it is to do something about it when it's all gone. So if you're noticing uh, that sinks start to get clogged or whatever, you know, um, or you're noticing some thinning, don't just let it happen. Forhims.com. The best, uh, the, no snake oil pills or yeah. gas station counter supplements. That's right. They, the, the, everything that they do is um, FDA approved to treat hair loss. And uh, well, go to go to hims.com or forhims.com rather forhims.com and uh, and they have this really great offer happening right now. If uh, you're not satisfied with your results after 90 days, hims will give you a full refund. So go to forhims.com slash NTU. That's forhims.com slash NTU. Full refund of price paid available for first 90 days supply. Refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. That is forhims.com slash NTU. Thank you, Hims. Okay, so this uh, domestic terrorism plot. By the way, right-wing domestic terrorism plot, I want to say. Because... Yes. Not yes. Antifa. No, I mean, we, yeah, that's what we keep hearing from the president. We keep hearing from Republicans that this Antifa is going to come and take you out of your home and kidnap you. Well, uh, right-wing terrorism is actually... Uh, the terrorists are actually trying to... They, they tried to do that. They, their, their plot was foiled by the FBI. What happened here? Well, Whitmer, a Democratic governor who was targeted by an armed group whose alleged members have been arrested, um, there was a plot to kidnap her. Basically began as talks on social media sites with a group of men who gathered on Facebook to share their anti-government hate speech about her because of her coronavirus and when you say, restrictions and shutdowns. When you say group of men, it's like more like a group of uh, neckbeards. <laughs> yes, the, the precisely. Group, the group was the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, they called themselves the Wolverines, <clears throat> which is from the movie Red Dawn. Yes. Oh, okay. So there's so a, there's a they, Russian they met reference there. Repeat. Uh, yeah, they met repeatedly over the summer for ir- for firearms training and combat drills, and they practiced building explosives even. Wow! And, so they were, uh, they wanted to kidnap this governor, and um, didn't they want to like torture her too? Wasn't wasn't that the whole thing? Yeah, they. So get this: they met in a basement of a shop that was accessible only through a trap door under a rug. That's not creepy. And, yeah, not creepy at all, right? Um, and they were gonna they spied on her at her vacation home all through August and September. And then they were going to detonate a bomb under a highway bridge to distract authorities while they kidnapped her and put her on trial. Put her on trial. So they were going to have like this, uh, like they're basically like um, cosplaying, you know, trying to act like they're badasses, but they're really not. What were they yeah. going to do? They were going to like sit her down and say, why are you making I- wear, me wear a mask? What is this yeah, trial going right? to be? Why'd you make us stay home from work? Yeah. That, what, a, what a bunch of maniacs. I didn't know that they were going to put her on trial. That is crazy. 
Yeah, so they arrested 13 men, including two ex-Marines. Um, some of them were at the armed protest that they had at the state capitol. At least two of them were. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not mean, surprised. Birds of a feather. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they, yeah, that's crazy. Two ex-Marines in there, too. And, um, well... This is actually this type of thing is rising in the United States, right wing violence. Now, we keep hearing from the Republicans, BJT uh, saying, you know, uh, watch out for this Antifa, this this radical left wing is going to come get you. And, you know, anytime they accuse others of doing something, they're doing it themselves. It's projection. That's what they are masters at. But the real threat is right wing violence rising in the U.S. over the past decade. Um, attackers motivated by right-wing political ideologies have committed dozens of shootings, bombings, and other acts of violence far more than any other category of domestic extremist, according to a Washington Post analysis of data on global terrorism. We just had uh, the FBI director for uh, Director Christopher Ray, like last week or the week before, uh, provide testimony to Congress regarding right-wing and domestic terrorism on the rise and how it's one of the number one priorities for the FBI to combat. They're receiving thousands of cases now. Yeah, but like the Trump administration has shut down all like all of the teams and all of the investigations into right-wing extremism. That's correct. Even before Trump took office, uh, his presidential transition team began um, redirecting national security resources away from white supremacists to focus on Islamic terrorism. So yeah. they're, they're not even making this a priority and they're just like letting it run rampant. It's, it's basically like him. him I wonder why Yeah, he's like, Oh, I, I might benefit from it. For, for, it's like his own personal army. Or something, well, you know. It is a, It is uh, a lot of them are his supporters. I, most, all of them are. All yeah, them what are you all, all of them. them, not most, all, all of them. And 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 right wing domestic terrorism is a far greater threat to an everyday American citizen than any other form of terrorism currently. Yeah, according to Christopher Ray. Yeah, I FBI mean, I, I, I believe it because these maniacs are in a, like all around us. I mean, these guys in Michigan were going to just blow up a random bridge in the city to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, like, clearly there would have been cars or people on this bridge. Right. They So they would take out innocent lives. They don't care. I, I have yeah. to say, uh, I am a little bit worried about my neighbor because he is a, is a Trump guy. And um, I... I I see him. He like he likes to sit on his front porch and he like blasts Alex Jones. And he's yeah, just, that's scary. <laughs> Does he think frogs are gay? He must. <laughs> I, I have officially stopped waving to him. Oh uh, yeah. Has he um, offered you any uh, uh, weird looking supplements? Here, take this. Uh, this will uh, yeah give you muscles on on your on your penis. That's great oil. I don't know. Um, Donald Trump, he's saying that, you know, he's, he's actually very slow to condemn. He's not condemning any of these groups because he's, he's saying that, um, 
you know, it, it, reporters will be talking to him at, during press conferences and they'll try to get him to condemn these groups and he just won't do it. He just no. won't do it. Stand back and stand by. And, That's um, what he says. Yes, and Joe Biden has called Trump out during this uh, this campaign. He says that President Donald Trump has, quote, long ago fortified any moral leadership in this country. He can't stop the violence because for years he's, he's fermented it, uh, adding... Uh, to a species this is in Pittsburgh, by the way, is you long ago forfeited any moral leadership in this country. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I miss say that or something? <laughs> what did I say? Damn it, Eddie. What did I say? I <laughs> he said know. fortified. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> fortified. He fortified the moral leap. No, uh, the opposite of fortified. <laughs> yeah. He forfeited. forfeited. Jeez. Yikes. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, he, Quote, here's what Biden said, you know, he may believe mouthing the words law and order makes him strong, but his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. Thank you for saying that. I'm appreciating Biden just calling out the bullshit here. Yeah, saying it like it is his own supporters. Well, here's the you know bad- Yes. Well, I was going to say in a normal time, if this happened under any other president in our past, they would reach out to this governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and, Whitmer, and and just ask how she's doing, and then and show support to her, whether it would be a Republican president or a Democrat. But DJT goes out and just keeps attacking her. Yeah, like yeah. that. That's that's he, crazy to he, me. He accused that her. He no support for this governor at all, who had a, a serious threat on her life. But goes instead of giving her, you know, support, goes and attacks her. But you like, could almost claim that these attacks on her are his fault because of all of the attacks he's made against her from day one. By not offering you know? any support for her, he's basically saying, I, I wanted that to happen to you. Yeah, I mean, and he's been attacking her since he got into office and then when she put in all the COVID regulations, he attacked her even more and then he started saying things like liberate Michigan. But this isn't normal. No. I just want to make sure like this is not normal. normal. By any means. It's not only only we can't we can't brush over this. You're right. That is not normal. And we need to call that out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It is not normal. And it's fucked up. He's he's being an asshole. And here's the good news. Here's what uh, Ken Stern, the director of the Bard Center for the Study of Hate at Bard College in New York, said. He said, uh, should Donald Trump win, his supporters will feel increasingly empowered. Well, not supporters. uh, These uh, violent uh, right-wing groups will feel increasingly empowered. The people on the right see Trump as supporting them. But he also warned if Trump loses, it could also fuel the rage. <laughs> Wait, how is that good? <laughs> Being facetious. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, he's, he's opened a can about, of worms. Uh, a Biden win. He's opened up a can of worms is really what he, he's done. Um, well, and yeah. he's framed the whole election as to his supporters as like, if I win, I win. If I lose, it was rigged. Mm-hmm. He did that last time, and though. they all believe it. But this time it's heated. <clears throat> this time there's armed militias going after Democratic governors Ugh. and doing crazy shit. Like, 
This time there's armed militias threatening to go to war. Like our country is eating itself. It is. And Uh, Putin's loving it. Yep. This is what, and uh, everybody needs to just wake up. I mean, this is what Putin wants. This is what our adversaries outside the U S are just like salivating over. They don't care that we're killing each other or fighting within. That's what they want. So Mm -hmm. you're, you, you guys are all being, uh, unpatriotic by being domestic terrorists. You think you're being patriotic because you're like standing up for yourself, but you're not. You're being a complete douchebag. Yeah, douchebag. Um, anyways, Dirty Deets. The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. We are going to get to our guest here in just a minute, Scott Huffman. He's running to represent North Carolina's 13th district, but real quick, covid Misinformation continues to spread. This is uh, especially prevalent on Facebook, Facebook, and and also the president, the president, and Twitter, and Twitter. Okay, uh, well, I thought Facebook was up there. I think Facebook's way worse. Yeah, it is, but Twitter is is just as bad. Social media. Well, I, no, Social I don't, no, it's not. It's not just as bad according to studies. Facebook, yeah. Facebook is really, really bad for spreading COVID misinformation. But the the biggest culprit is Donald J. Trump. That's right. Cornell University uh, conducted a research analyzing 38 million articles about the pandemic and found that DJT was the largest driver of misinformation. They uh, said that uh, DJT made up nearly 38% of the overall misinformation conversation. 38%. Huge because his his words carry weight. Unfortunately, I, I hate. Yeah, it. with his <laughs> with his douchebags. And most of it's yeah. on Twitter, though. No, it's not. It's on. No, he tweets all the time. Have you seen the Facebook ads these people pump out? No, I have not. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, so who should you trust? Trust the scientists. Trust the doctors. Trust um. Trust science. Like, I don't know why there's the, the fact that there's this this rebuking of science going on in this country by all these fucking idiots. We're just, fighting fake news against people who call news fake news. Like, it's it, what the fuck? How do you fight that? It's the most disgusting circle I've ever been in. Ugh. You can't win. <laughs> And you were at MTV Spring Break 1992. <laughs> yeah, 92. <laughs> um, when you were like 10. Um, eight. I was eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to add to your age. I apologize. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, that was a real quick math, okay? I was only two years off. Yeah, you did well. Um, but any, uh, don't give me any credit. Being a bullshitter, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I don't know. Don't believe anything this this asshole says. I think that's period. I mean, he he got COVID, and this is my biggest fear. Is pretty much what's happening right now. He gets COVID, and then he acts like it's not a big deal. He's like, oh, it was no big deal, and he even tweeted, "Don't let it dominate your life." Meanwhile, do not forget that he's the president of the United States. If you get COVID, a helicopter is not going to land on your front lawn and take you to a hospital where you have a team of 12 doctors only serving you and then giving you treatment that you can't get anywhere else. 
Exactly. An experimental cocktail of drugs that nobody else in the world has received. Only you. You get it. Yep. I think the dog, and, the dog is getting stressed. And you're mysteriously better. And don't worry, you can survive it. And and another thing to note, uh, while we're uh, doing the show live, DJT is, uh, still has COVID from all reporting, and he's out at a, a rally in Florida. Oh, and this is the second one he's done since his COVID diagnosis. Second or third. Do we even know that we he's... It, well, his doctor said that he's not contagious anymore, but we can't... But we don't know doctors. if he's testing negative. His doctors have said a lot See, of things. We don't trust... Yeah. You can't... Like, what? If you believe I, the doctor, then... Uh, because there's been a lot of misinformation from his doctors because they work for... DJT. And well, they had to sign non-disclosure agreements before they could work for him, and they will not tell anybody when his last positive test was. So well, the, the Very the, likely he was positive during the debate, presidential debate two weeks ago against Biden. And he tested we, on yes, Friday, and absolutely. very likely he tested positive then. We need to get our and guest also, on the line here. Also, Scott Huffman. Is, we're, we're out of time. I uh, want more look, time. Look, look at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I reclaim my time. We have to get reclaiming my time. We have to get Scott Huffman on the line. Uh, he'll be with us here. He is running to represent uh, North Carolina as twelfth. He'll be here in just a moment. Hang on. Quarantine fifteen, more like quarantine thirty. Hey, it's Eddie from It's News to Us. It's time to get more serious about our health. You know, when the pandemic first started, we were all just shoving whatever we wanted in our mouths. Can't do that anymore. It's not sustainable. We've got to take care of ourselves. That's why I wanted to share this with you. Fight Camp. Now, I know that it's easy to get bored with your workouts. How about this? Fight Camp. Yeah, Fight Camp comes with a freestanding punching bag. In fact, the best one on the market boxing gloves, and the really cool thing is is that you can actually track your progress on any iOS device as you learn from six highly qualified trainers. The 12-week starter program even teaches the fundamentals of boxing. Fight Camp offers flexible financing as low as 0% APR, and right now, as a limited-time offer, you can try Fight Camp for 30 days with their money-back guarantee. Just go to fightcamp.com slash NTU. That's fightcamp.com slash NTU. 30 days Try it out. If you don't love it, they'll refund your money. Train like a fighter and turn your sweat into results. Try Fight Camp 30 days. Join fightcamp.com slash NTU. That's joinfightcamp.com slash NTU. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fundrise. You know, we've heard for years that you have to have a diversified portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. But, you know, typically you see uh, the most successful portfolios They've got real estate in there. So why isn't that one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Well, because it hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now, thanks to Fundrise. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. They've got a world-class team of real estate professionals carefully vetting and managing all of their real estate projects. So go to their website. It's easy to use, and you can even track your portfolio's performance there. So start building your better portfolio today. Plan for your future. Get started at fundrise.com slash news to us. Fundrise.com slash news to us to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's fundrise.com slash news to us. Vote 
or die. It's news to us. Election 2020 coverage continues. We are back here live on Adobe Radio. It is news to us, or it's news to us, I should say. I don't know why I'm being formal with the name of the show. We never have been ever. Never. Um, hey, thanks for, for joining us, everybody listening live on Adobe Radio. And if you're on the podcast as well, we appreciate you. Tell your friends about the show, please. Uh, that's how we continue to do what we're doing here. And uh, we're very excited to talk to our guest tonight. Scott Huffman is running for House to represent North Carolina's 13th District, and he is uh, live on the phone with us. Hello, Scott. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I, I'm very excited to talk to you. Well, uh, the, I, I'm excited as well to be uh, to be here and, and talk to you and the folks and uh, your audience. Uh, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to let folks know about uh, my run for Congress. You're part of that blue wave that we need and we are supporting here at the show and uh i know our listeners are as well and you're you're uh somebody if if anybody is listening in north carolina and i know that we do have a lot of listeners there um this is uh, we wanted you to know about the guy that you are circling on that ballot did you hear ballot by the way god um did i get my ballot um was that the question yeah did you get yours yet Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna vote in person. Um, okay. Uh, just, just because uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna take my mom to the polls and uh, uh, on early voting, and she's going to. Uh, uh, we're gonna vote together. Um, uh, my mother is 83 years old, and she's excited about uh, having an opportunity to to vote for her son for Congress. So this is a very exciting time. Uh, it's 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 sad that we're under a, a pandemic at the same time, uh, but it it is a um, uh, this is an opportunity to right the bad direction our our nation has been going for the last four years. Uh, what, what is your about? what is your plan to vote? In a safe manner, you mentioned the pandemic. You, we had failed leadership in Washington, and 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 failed leader uh, leadership with my Republican opponent, uh, Ted Budd, who has refused to wear a mask. He has attended uh, several super spreader events held by the president uh, here mm. in North Carolina. And um, last Wednesday, we had a interview. Uh, with uh, Triad Today, I believe, out of Winston-Salem, and uh, he sat uh, next to me with no mask on. I had mine the entire oh. time, <laughs> not I mean, taking that, a chance. What is, what is uh, didn't, with didn't shake hands with him or any of that stuff. What do you? What do you? What's your take on these people who refuse to wear masks? We talk about this a lot on the show. We just really don't understand it. I, I went on a, 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 a very safe road trip, as safe as I could recently, and uh, I went to parts of the country where there was a lot of people were just not wearing masks, and it really kind of scared me. I'm very careful about all this. What is going on, and how do we get people to wear masks? How do we fix this? Well, we vote them out. Trump and Ted Budd have politicized this, and uh, uh, and and they lied, and Americans have died, plain and simple. Yeah. What's voting like in your state? Are the lines really long? Well, early voting starts this Thursday. So um, the 15th all the way through uh, the last Sunday in October, which I believe is um, uh, October 31st. Excuse me. I think there will be souls to the polls on the 1st of November, but it depends on the counties. 
And North Carolina has been a hotbed of um, gerrymandering since Republicans got control of the state and actually had a supermajority in uh, 2010. And they have really passed regressive laws. They've really gone after um, voting rights. They've tried to pass They've tried to uh, redraw district lines, and the courts have struck them down due to racial gerrymandering. Then, of course, they tried to pass a national uh, constitutional amendment for voter ID. Uh, that passed, but then the court struck it down because it was racially motivated. And let's just face it. Republicans don't want you to vote, uh, 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 and especially I heard in California where they are they have set up uh, fake uh, dr- uh, ballot drop-off boxes that look just like the real thing. So yeah. you know they're not hi- they're not hiding what they're doing. They I've always said this: Republicans have targeted the rule of law because it's their rule they want law, and you know that's why they're hastily pushing to have this Supreme Court nomination pushed through, um, and and that's why we've seen uh, McConnell push through the most unqualified judges we've ever seen in a lifetime on for lifetime appointments at the federal bench. And uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, more judges have been approved under the uh, under Trump's administration than any administration before this. Right. Yes. And those are all things that we have covered and talked about on this show right here. And uh, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, we do like to I, I apologize. We kind of just jumped right in. But we usually like to kind of get to know people on a personal level before we uh, have our interview. Because I think it's important for people to kind of know you as a person, because you are a person. These are policies we're talking about that affect our day-to-day lives, and they're very, very important. But also, you're a human being like the rest of us. So what would what would you sing at a karaoke night? What would I sing at a karaoke night? Oh, my gosh. I'd probably sing something from Billy Joel. Or 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 one of my favorite songs is uh, uh is American Pie you know bye yeah. bye Miss America Pie <laughs> that was always one of my favorite songs uh, growing up yeah yeah that was a good one uh, if you um have you ever had a nickname growing up by the way um Scott or Scotty um that's been kind of it or um, when I was in the uh, the Navy a nickname would be Scooty because I'm you know Scott and I've always been very energetic scooting along, getting things done, things like that. So Scooty, in fact, that was one of my email addresses, Scooty, uh, Scooty2. Um, I actually tried to get Scooty, S-C-O-O-T-Y, and uh, someone had already beat me to it years yeah. ago, and, and Scooty1 was available, but I, uh, it didn't sound right, so I, I went for Scooty2. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like it. That's funny. All right. Well, I, why not Scooty One? You, okay, Scooty Two. I I respect that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Scooty Two sounds better. I mean, who want, you know, Scooty One. I, I mean, it Scooty just two. doesn't roll off the tongue. No, you're what right. What can I say? No, you're actually right there. Yeah, when you say it out loud. Um, this, by the way, thank you for your service in the military. When you were when you were serving, did you see? By the way, like a lot of uh, government waste because we know that the the government spends an enormous amount of money on the military. But it- well, I was in the military from uh, when Reagan was president, and you know, was I aware of military waste going on? Uh, I kind of, sorta, I knew about it. Uh, I can, I, you know, my first tour of duty uh, was for Commander Cruiser Destroyer Group Two. We were uh, homeported out of Charleston, South Carolina. Um, 
and uh, uh, I worked for uh, an admiral staff, so we were deployed all the time pretty much. We'd go out for six months, four months, six months, um, and then come back for just a short amount of time, uh, and then go back out. Uh, so, you know, one of the one of the things I enjoyed about serving in the mil- in the Navy was the opportunity to see a million places and million faces. Um, you know, I, I you know uh, we went to the. Uh, uh, Spain, Italy, France. Uh, at the time, it was called Yugoslavia, uh, but then the, the country broke up and became all the, the small uh, countries that we know of. of. But uh, uh, Spain, Italy, France, Yugoslavia. I went to Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, went to Egypt through the uh, Suez Canal. Uh, went to Singapore. Um, uh, let's see, where else did we go? We went to uh, um, uh, down... Um, um, down to the Puerto Rico area, those areas. I crossed the, into the Arctic Circle and got my blue nose. Uh, and interesting enough, the way you got your blue nose through some of these uh, uh, traditions in the Navy is you went to the bow of the ship and there was a bucket of water and you stuck your head in it and, t- and your head was soaking wet and you couldn't go back inside until you had a blue nose. So I had bicycles hanging off my nose and then, you know, I got my blue nose uh, certificate for <laughs> crossing into the, uh, 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 into the Arctic Circle. Oh, wow. um, that's, and that sounds like a, a, quite an experience. I mean, it's probably like the experience of your lifetime doing all that. That sounds really amazing. And also recently, a, a really cool thing that you've done, you've done a lot of cool things. You've even started a tech company too, by the way, we could talk about, but you, uh, you just started. A, you did a fundraising event with Mark Hamill of Star Wars, uh, Luke Skywalker. How, how did that come about? That's really cool. Um, you know, I, I, it was quite an honor because you know when I was a, when I was uh, before I became a, a freshman in high school, Star Wars came out during summer break, and I remember uh, I, you know I was thirteen or fourteen uh, years old, and I saw. You know, Star Wars, I just absolutely loved the movie. And I, you know, uh, back then, you know, you, you, you know, they were, you just had one theater in, in the, the area. And so the Star Wars was held over for, you know, 20 some weeks at this one theater. Yeah. Uh, it was called the, it was called the Terrace uh, Theater. And, um, during that time, I went back and saw the movie seven times. Uh, and, uh, you know, now I've probably watched it more in reruns and stuff on TV channels or with my kids. But you know, it was a great opportunity to to um, have Mark uh, fundraise for us. Uh, plus, it, it was just such a great opportunity to you know he's really a great guy. He's just a very personable guy, just like uh, everybody else is. He's human, uh, like what you're you're describing me as. And uh, it was um, it was fun to hear him talk uh, about this. Uh, when I, and one funny thing when um, the third. Star Wars movie came out, uh, The Return of the Jedi, um, I was uh, overseas uh, deployed on the USS Independence in the Mediterranean, and we had dropped anchor off the coast of France. So I took a, um, I went in on shore leave uh, into Toulon, France, and I found that Star Wars was playing in a local theater. 
So I went in and um, uh, got me a ticket and sat down and watched it. And there were no subtitles, and it was all in French. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that you're a ship left without you because you got caught up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's a cool story. But, you know, eventually when I got back, I saw it in the uh, English version. But, um, what, you know, what was it interesting English, during halfway through the movie, they went into intermission, and they came out and sold you popcorn, candy, uh, soft drinks, and so, and so forth in the theater. So they had an intermission. So I thought that was in- interesting that you didn't go back out into the uh, the lobby to buy your popcorn and your you know your your uh, your drink. I actually kind of like that. I mean, you're kind of stuck there, and they got you, so you might as well get some popcorn. I guess that's a good business model. But you but you actually you started your own tech company. What? That's all I could find uh, is that you started a tech company. What can you tell us about this tech company? That's actually seems pretty cool. Well, well, uh, so I, I really owe a lot of my independence to being in the military. I'm a, I'm a, and, and just to give you a little context, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, the son of a single mother, um, uh, who raised three kids working as a waitress at a truck stop in, uh, Salisbury. So after high school, and I was always that nerdy kid. So after high school, you know, I worked at Radio Shack. Uh, then, you know, shortly thereafter, I decided to join the, uh, join the Navy. And uh, my na- my job in the Navy was communications. I got to run uh, satellite equipment, teletype equipment, uh, radio equipment. Uh, and that was quite an experience. And then after I got out, um, I started doing construction. Uh, I actually started a small handyman business after a hurricane made its way all the way into North Carolina uh, called Hurricane Hugo. And uh, I had started a handyman business called Rent the Husband Handyman Services. And, you know, I've got a, <laughs> some pretty good stories there. But I feel like I've uh, heard that of that business, before. Did that go nationwide? Huh? Did somebody buy that or go nationwide? I, I swear I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I, someone had actually beat me to the franchise of oh. doing that. But but anyway, when the Internet started taking off, um, I'd actually bought a computer for my, my home improvement business so I could get better proposals and, and presentations for quotes. And um, I really started just getting into the computer, and uh, um, I just... You know, every computer comes with its own built-in help manual instruction on how to use it. So I basically started reading the help manuals uh, and started buying more training manuals and stuff. And a year later, after I bought my first computer, uh, it was um, uh, Labor Day weekend of 94, I bought my first computer. And then by December of 95, I decided to start a web design ISP business called Web Corner, W-E-B, K-O-R-N-E-R.com, and um, I started offering uh, website design. I had my first customer by March of, of 96. Uh, I designed a website for a chiropractor, and then I started providing dial-up Internet services. Uh, I grew that business uh, to uh, get, you know, almost uh, 5,000 clients uh, who were dialing, wow. uh, buying dial-up Internet, and I had almost uh, uh, 11 employees, but because I couldn't compete to get into broadband um, and start offering uh, broadband internet, I started refocusing my business to enterprise management. And sadly, you know, as a small business owner, I, I had to lay off uh, folks because I couldn't compete with the monopolies. Uh, at the time, it was Bell South, AT&T, Altel, um, all these duo monopolies. So I, I refocused my um, 
energy into enterprise management. So uh, officially, I do information technology, cybersecurity. Uh, I like to tell my clients that I manage their systems that if they listen to me, I can keep the Russians out of their computers. So right. I hope to I hope to take that that skill set. Uh, and my entrepreneur spirit and my military experience to Washington D.C. to do just that very thing. You're the, you're the, the Russians out of our government and uh, uh, focus on improving our cybersecurity and our infrastructure from uh, cyber attacks. We need that so badly. And you're the type of person that I'd like to see grill Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos because when we when we watch these uh, these hearings, uh, you know, we have. The questions that don't even make any sense. Uh, the, these people seem so out of touch, but it seems like you, you've got a grasp on all of that. Um, we are running short on time here, but I do. I, I know that one thing on your Facebook page, you post videos. I thought it was really fun. You actually post videos of um, you uh, reading hate mail, hate emails that come in. And I, I asked uh, somebody in your campaign staff, if you'd be willing to, Read a couple hate emails on on the show. Would you be willing to do that? Well, well, sure. I just want to make sure that you've got your. Uh, 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 do you want to do the beep or do I do the beep as I speak it? So, no, uh, <laughs> no, it's totally up to you. You're allowed to curse on this show, so I'll leave that up to your discretion. Okay. Well, uh, it's interesting. You know, we we send out emails uh, to people who've subscribed to our list in one way or another, uh, or they were referred to us. And uh, uh, you know, we've we've gone out there and um, you know sent information about our campaign, and I talk about how close we are on the race. You know, my race is within uh, three points of uh, uh, taking the lead, uh, and we feel like um, we're going to see. A, you know, we're already seeing a huge absentee ballot in North Carolina uh, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see a lot of uh, uh, folks who are not of the Trump persuasion voting for us but here are just a couple um, uh, this one is from and just so you know I don't give out the person's email address I just say what their domain name is so um, uh, here's Michael A from uh, Yahoo.com um, go F yourself you moron punts uh, that senile old communist soul wanker Biden is not fit to run a laundromat, let alone the country. Trump 2020. Trump, four more great years. Um, What's your response this one, to this? What's your response yeah. to that one? What do you have to say to that? Uh, well, I just kind of laugh it off and, and keep moving on. Um, you know, I, I disagree uh, with the idea that, you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden is a communist. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say he, didn't, that he's a he didn't engage with the Russians uh, like Trump did, and and uh, Trump really couldn't even run a laundromat. So, no, in fact, he couldn't sell red meat to Americans. We know that for a fact. So, <laughs> or an airline, or, or a casino. <laughs> what's what's your next piece of hate mail? Um, here we go. Uh, this is from Spivey at MSN.com. Uh, I'm upset that you're asking me for a donation, just like Democrats. Dumb ocrats. You want open borders. You choose to impeach the president, and he was distracted and couldn't focus on the effing China virus. I'll never vote for a dumbocrat. And then, um, what's your response? Here, what you, what's your response to that? Well, first of all, I'm, uh, you know, I, um, I, I don't want open borders. I actually want us to, to discuss immigration. And uh, I'm disappointed that the Republicans didn't impeach this president after he has committed so many uh, criminal acts 
um, uh, and you know he was being impeached for, for because of Ukraine. And look how he has done those who whistleblowers who've stepped forward. So um, Susan that Collins really, says that huh? they, Susan Collins says that he learned his lesson though. So. Oh, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, I, I see that he's been so humble ever since. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, uh, and then here's another one uh, from uh, uh, Leo at Gmail. You effing squid, uh, uh, you've betrayed your oath to this nation by not supporting our commander-in-chief. And my response to that is, well, Yes, I did serve in the Navy, and those slang terms uh, described sailors were called squids, but I have not betrayed my oath to this country, and I did not dodge service to our country five times um, you know, like he did. You know, you. So he's the yeah. bone spur cadet. But yes. if I could a- add to this, remember, remember when uh, Trump was talking about how he wanted this parade in Washington of our military mind. Yes. And... And so uh, it was around 2018, I made this post that said, before Trump uh, goes, uh, you know, before Trump has his parade, he should go to Arlington Cemetery and find the five soldiers who went in his place uh, to Vietnam. And, and, um, you know, uh, uh, that, that really, I know he probably saw that because it got, it was, uh, it got, it went viral on the internet. It it, it went viral on Facebook. It was seen by over uh, 40 million, uh, some people. Wow. Uh, and, and, uh, 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 you know, it's just, you know, it's just well, so sad that, that it, this that, man has been so divisive and attacked our veterans, um, you know, by calling them losers and suckers. And, you know, that, 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 that affects me uh, personally because my family has over 150 years of service to this country all the way back to uh, the Civil War. Uh, my great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather, Samuel Eakins, was the U.S. Navy's first commander of technically our first submarine. It was called the USS Alligator. And um, if you pull up his picture, I'm bald just like him. I wear glasses just like him. Uh, uh, But interesting enough, you know, he was towing that uh, submarine uh, to uh, battle at Fort Sumter during the Civil War. And sadly, while it was being towed, it sank off the coast of North Carolina. Uh, uh, and my great-great-grandfather is buried in, a, a, they call it the Yankee Cemetery in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, and uh, he, he was an inventor, by the way. He, he actually designed the first under, underwater explosive, which was the precursor to the modern-day torpedo. Uh, he invented a dripless teapot. So when you poured the tea out, it wouldn't drip. Huh. Uh, and he had a, pat- a patent on that. And uh, so I think maybe that's where some of my entrepreneur handyman yeah. spirit comes from yeah, it seems like in, it, in my family. You've got some good genes there, as they say. Um, but, you know, when Trump says that, it means something completely different. <laughs> but yes, I, I appreciate you being on the show and joining us. ScottHuffman.com, S-C-O-T-T-H-U-F-F-M-A-N.com. And donate uh, to his uh, campaign. We're going to be watching on November Third, uh, we're we'll actually be live on the air on November third. So if you feel inclined to to check in with us, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we wish you best of luck. Uh, we are pulling for you, part of that blue wave. Thank you for for coming on. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the very pleasure's much. been all mine. Thank you all very much, uh, everyone, for 
taking the time uh, to let me be on your show. I really appreciate it. Yes, please come back after you win. Maybe election night or after you win, we'll have you back again. Uh, it seems like you have mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stories. We didn't even get to talk about most of the stuff we wanted to talk to you about. So we'd love to have you back sometime. Awesome. Thank you so much. All Take right. care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Best of luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A cool guy. I, I like his uh, his energy. I like his hate mail. It's funny. <laughs> yes. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back here. It's news to us on IW Radio. Again, we'll be live on election night. That happens on November 3rd. We're going to be here starting at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be live until uh, whenever. We have the whole night blocked out on IW Radio. I'm excited. Three. I'm so excited, and we're only three weeks away. This is going to be a good time. Yeah. Right? Three weeks? It'll be just like the old days, guys. Yeah. I can't wait. So uh, It's so close. Yeah, so if you're um, thinking about maybe watching election coverage on cable news or something, don't do that. Just turn us on. It's better. We're way more fun. <laughs> we're way more fun. I mean, Anderson Cooper isn't... Uh, Drinking a a highball of whiskey. They don't get to say fuck. Right. <laughs> Although Anderson Cooper might be wearing panties <laughs> underneath his uh, pants. We don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's speculation. I have sources and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I will be too. <laughs> so me too. <laughs> <laughs> so join us. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Third Do election day. He's a thong man. Definitely. Thong, Definitely thong, thong. Thong, man. Yeah. Do you think you can get through a whole show wearing a thong? I don't know. You're going to try on election night, though. You said you're doing it. So. Join us election night. Eddie will be wearing a thong. <laughs> you can't back out now. We're- a woman's thong. Oh. <laughs> My, I hope that it's a large woman. <laughs> who lets me borrow her thong so we'll see what happens but anything can happen anything can happen um, yeah I think that's all the time we have for of course there's more to get to but we're out of time here on AW Radio so thanks for uh, being with us if you're listening live on AW Radio get our podcast please subscribe it's news to us we're on Apple Podcasts Spotify um, you can catch up with all of our shows and we do post a new show every week and we're always tweeting daily at It's News to Us on Twitter. And we do have an Instagram, too, if you want. But we haven't... I should start posting on there more. But our Instagram is actually doing better than our Twitter for a while just because I think of the platform and how it works. But not that we're doing anything that crazy. I was just reposting bullshit. But anyways... Um, Make sure you wear a mask. Make sure you vote. Vote, vote, vote. I, did get, I, got, I got my ballot... Today, so I'm going to fill it out and drop it off tomorrow, and that's what everybody should do. Did you get your ballot? We got our ballots today. Today, we're voting tonight. And as soon as you get that ballot, drop it like immediately. There's a sense of urgency around this. As soon as you get the ballot, fill it out, drop it off. Okay, but wait, one more PSA. Yeah. In California, there are fake drop boxes. Mm. So make sure you check. How do you check? Official Dropbox 
ballot boxes. You can do it through the government. Yeah, website. you need to your state government. Check your state government's website. If it's not a Dropbox that you have used for years or it's been your your Dropbox before, don't just go dropping in any box because the GOP is setting out fake drop boxes. Not a, this is not fake news. They are doing this. And so, that, that's also good. Who the fuck is, what, that's a quick. Who yes. the fuck gets prosecuted for that? Like, I don't know. Somebody needs bullshit. to be though. Someone needs to pay a price for that. Because what are they doing with those ballots? They're breaking the laws. What they're doing? Yeah, it's a scary thought. So check check for your local drop boxes and then drop your ballot off. And it's a, a good lesson for this election season, but also just life in general. Do not just drop in any box. <laughs> True that. Yeah, it took him like two minutes to figure out how to play that. No, I was trying to say, but I didn't have an opportunity. Two minutes it took him, but he got it. He nailed it. Nailed it. Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple.